Hello, 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 and welcome back to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. We are back with another episode of Muslin Fort Salem Season 2, Episode 8, and I cannot believe we only have two episodes this season left. Only two. Only two episodes, and I feel like everything has hit the fan so nicely (laughs) if that even makes sense if you can even say that as an expression but like for something that's supposed to be coming to a close for a season can I tell you how excited I am so far about how everything's been playing out and this is including the fact that we're not even close to a conclusion for the Camarilla but the whole Alder situation Tally's visions the spree, Nicta, Petra. I feel like we're at a moment right now where everything is about to come to light. I mean, we might be learning about things we've had questions for since last season, specifically to do with Alder and how the spree came about and why they're here and you know, Alder specifically and her position in Fort Salem and the Accords these next two episodes are going to open our eyes and that's something that we're going to have to prepare ourselves for because right now it looks like Petra is looking to take over for Alder in any way she can whether it's to hurt Fort Salem to get where she wants to be who knows I have questions and concerns about what Petra is doing which we'll get into of course but it looks like Petra is on a mission And I'm worried specifically about Alder and what that means if she gets pushed out of Fort Salem and what could come next. A lot's going to happen when it comes to Nicta, the truth that she might reveal either about Alder and her history and what went on back in the day, why the spree started. This could make or break Alder with what Nicta has to say or what Petra has to say from what she's learned from Tally. And then we have the fact that Alder doesn't know who she can trust and if the ones that she does trust all decide to turn back on her now that they've learned this version of the truth whether it comes from Tally, Petra, Nicta, who knows? So there's a lot of things we have to really prepare ourselves for these last two episodes because honestly, at this point, I don't know how they're going to go. I don't know if we're going to see the Camarilla again. I don't know if we're going to see Scylla again, but I have theories and thoughts and questions that I would like to talk to with you. So let's get into it. Let's get into this episode of Motherland Fort Salem, season two, episode eight. I don't think you guys understand how much I screamed at my television this week. And that's because I don't know who Petra thought she was this episode, honestly. Because who does she think she is talking to Tally, of all people, about betraying Alder? about bringing Nicta in after we said cut our losses better safe than sorry let's end the spree now where they stand so that we can like take them down and consider this a win for Fort Salem once and for all no Petra said forget all that I'm in charge here again mind you this is the second time she's doing this to ask Tally to betray these orders because she knows that right now Tally is the weakest link. And I'm, don't, don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. I'm only saying that because she puts her entire emotions on her sleeves. And everyone in the entire compound can know that Tally and Alder right now are having issues. And especially since Tally is the only one going around asking questions about where Alder was back in the day. And it's raising some suspicions, especially with Petra. She's the first person you're going to think to go to if you're looking to usurp Alder because Tally apparently knows all. And it doesn't help the fact that they've had that bitty connection. So now Petra knows that Tally knows information about Alder that Alder would never really tell someone, which blows my mind that Tally would even consider giving all of that information to Petra, seeing as that bond was so close between all of them. And I'm going to go into Tally's delusions a little bit more 
so we can talk about this betrayal on a whole different level. But the fact that this was something between Tally and Alder and that bond that they had when Tally was a biddy, and then for her to go and tell Petra hurt me because this connection and this bond that Tally and Alder had was so deep and so strong. And we literally talked about earlier this season keeping silent and knowing what it means to be a witch and the things that you have to do to carry on that legacy and carry on Fort Salem. And here Tally is blabbing it away to Petra. Petra, who has multiple times so far this season, last season, have showed that she is the only one that thinks that she can run Fort Salem. Which blows my mind, but I understand. I understand why, because we discussed this a couple episodes ago about how the Bellwether family has so much pressure on themselves to be perfect and to be number one and to carry on their legacy of the Bellwether name. And like Minerva said, she expected Petra to answer to no one. And right now, Alder is that person in the way. And so, of course, Petra's gonna want to be someone who can get all that information and all that knowledge that she can use to get to Alder and have people not trust her anymore and want her out of the system and so she can take that place. And, you know, I think about it now when we were talking about, what, an episode or two ago about that relationship between Alder and Petra and how I felt that it was growing and how we were seeing the change and them sharing whiskeys together and what that means and Alder feeling like she can trust more people, specifically Petra, someone who understands a little bit of the pressures because Alder and Petra have similar roles and similar responsibilities, if not to the same extreme. But I felt like Alder was finally having a chance to lean on someone who could understand her a little bit more. And so I'm mad that I thought this. Like, I'm mad that Alder probably thought this. All for it to be a plot. All for it to be something that Petra has been planning and using this entire time, you know, breaking down Alder's walls so that she can do these next couple of moves in these next two episodes to try to get Alder's position. And one move I think she's going to use 100% is the fact that Alder has been controlling the president. And she knows firsthand now that Alder has actually been controlling the president. So the possibility that she both has the vice president in her pocket as well as the president in her pocket to be able to have them choose her and put her in position is strong especially after the president was going to choose Petra last season to run Fort Salem and put Alder on the back burner before Alder took control and decided to change the rules. And so also Petra was probably a little bitter about that too. If she realized that Alder was taking control of the president, that was probably the moment that she realized that Alder had gone behind her back and gone behind Fort Salem's back in order to snatch that position from Petra. So this is probably a revenge thing too, but still, it hurts me. It hurts me to see that I thought this relationship was going somewhere and that Alder would have someone to trust only to have her just be stabbed in the back. But I understand, that's the thing. I'm starting to understand everyone's motives for things, which I think is very interesting because I understand why Petra is doing what she's doing. I understand why Tally feels the way she does. Rael, everyone. I've understood everyone's motives so far for why they've done what they've done, except for Alders. Because in these last seasons, we've only seen glimpses of what Alder does and why she does it. And most of what we've seen has been through Tally. So we've only seen partial memories and actions at best but we don't know a lot of Alder's motives and you know factors that made her decisions so it's hard to understand why Alder does the things that she does and I thought that was really interesting that we know every character and we can understand every character 
but Alder has kept her secrets so close to her heart that yes, it makes it so easy for her to be a bad guy. And for us to churn on her, I could never. But it makes it so easy for us to be able to do that since we don't know a lot about her. But I'm excited to think that we might have that chance in the next couple of episodes to see who Alda really is, why she's making the decisions that she's made, and how that's going to change things going forward. But until then, we're really going to have to figure out what to do about Nikta. And especially now that Nikta is going to be on the compound and is going to be in a position to get to Alder, to get to Fort Salem altogether, which honestly blows my mind that Petra, of all people, as a long-standing military intelligence tactic agent, etc., thought that this was a good idea. After all the times that Fort Salem has been infiltrated in the last two years, she thought that bringing the biggest member of the spree onto Fort Salem was the smartest decision she could do? Really? Make it make sense. Because it doesn't make sense to me. And the only positive I saw in this was that the girls finally got a reunion and we could see Tally, Rael, and Abigail together once again, which honestly, my heart. I love all three of our babies so much, and I feel like they've all gone through so much these last couple of episodes to see them come together and hug and really get to face situations together and make decisions together is such a good thing to see so far. And one decision they have to make together, of course, is whether or not to bring Scylla onto the team. Now, you guys know my feelings about Scylla. She's spree. She's hurt Rael so many times this season. She's been working with Willa, which I feel like is a betrayal to Rael and everything that she stands for is questionable at best. I feel like she has grown this last season. You know, I have been turning into Team Scylla a little bit more this season. But, you know, I feel like some groveling needs to come through. I'm not gonna lie. I was full Abigail this episode. I don't trust Scylla. I feel like I need all of her motives and reasonings for why she's done the things that she's done to come to light so that everyone can make a decision on whether or not we forgive Scylla, because she's done a lot of things. I feel like Rael's not the only one that needs to forgive Scylla for what she's done. Tally needs to forgive her. Abigail needs to forgive her, because the Spree are one of the reasons why their families and loved ones have been hurt, have died. And so to have Scylla, someone who represents all of that in their space and hurting their loved ones, Rael specifically, it's pretty hard to just look over. So that's why I felt really deeply with Abigail this episode when it came to not trusting her and looking at her from face value, seeing that she is just a spree member and what that could mean for everyone all around. I also felt like I was taking more of Abigail's you know, stance and reaction towards Scylla the most because I felt like I wasn't getting enough of that from Rael. I was expecting Rael to go off about what Scylla did, everything that Rael went through after Scylla left, the fact that she never contacted her after she left to let her know she was alive, any of that. So it really pissed me off that we didn't get that. I mean, we did a little bit when we were talking about Willa. The fact that Rail really went off about the fact that she didn't get the decision to, you know, know her mother more and understand her mother's motives and why she would decide to leave her family and why she would decide to join the spree of all things. Let Rael be in Fort Salem, the only place that she has considered a home so far and has found herself in, only to be on the other side of what her mother represents. So I was really glad that we got that moment and got a chance to see Rael express those 
feelings and emotions and that anger and for her to also acknowledge that Scylla is free because I wanted her to make that announcement for herself to realize that something that's been kept hidden to her the entire time for her to say that out loud and just really take that in and see if she would still love Scylla knowing who she really was now was a, a great moment for me and I really loved seeing it but at the end of the day we do need Scylla because she is free which means she would know the most about Nikta and since our girls are on a mission now to bring Nikta in we need everyone at our disposal to be able to fight someone who is as strong and who has created this force and this army that has been fighting Fort Salem for years. Honestly though, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't realize it was the bats sooner. And I'm not saying that as like a bash on the writing or anything like that. I'm saying that as if I was a character in Fort Salem, all four of them will have failed War College. Specifically, Defense Against Dark Workings or whatever that's called. That class that they had at the beginning of the season, complete F. Because what did we say? We said, look out for all sounds that could be used in order to imitate or create workings. And the moment I heard the bats, I was like, no one understands what's happening right now. No one is at least a bit suspicious about the fact that these bats are roaming around in the middle of the day, specifically attacking the members. No? Okay. F. All of you guys. Failure. And the fact that Scylla didn't notice it as well really throws me off because I'm like, girl, this, these are your workings. These are similar things that you have been, you know, do, doing for years. You don't recognize it? I'm confused. But I was talking to um, some friends in Mutuals about how great that is. Like, it shows how powerful Nikta is to be able to use animals and be able to control animals to the point where she can use their own sound for her own work. That just shows her strength and what the girls are really up against. And the fact that she was able to create these delusions for each member to fight and hone on their weaknesses for each individual person at the exact same time just shows how powerful Nikta is and although it may not really look it that much seeing as how easily she was able to be taken down by Abigail and Rail at the end of the episode just seeing her her work and the way she goes about things and the way she tricked us all this entire episode really impressed me in some way I don't know did it impress you as well but it gave me like the best kind of villain vibes like it it let me know that she really was someone to be feared and someone to you know not misjudge when it comes to enemies of Fort Salem and like they say never like judge a woman scorned like be weary because Nikta has gone through a lot of things and some of these things might be because of Alder and at this point Nikta is ready to do whatever it takes to get back at Alder once and for all and so we might see what levels that Nikta is ready to go to get to Alder and she might be able to do that seeing as this power that she has that we don't even know if she's tapped into fully but it's there and it's it's strong it's powerful look at these delusions that we saw look at specifically rails we know that a lot of rails fear and things that she's been thinking about these last couple of episodes has been her mother and has been the guilt that she has felt about losing her mother and i knew it i knew we were going to have to confront this guilt that she was going to feel about the fact that her mother had sacrificed herself for her and after all this time having to lose her mother once again and it really hurt that we got to see this guilt that's been held inside of Rael so soon after that loss and specifically that moment where Willa said I thought I would have to you know 
worry or I thought the military was going to be the end of me, but instead it was you. Or she said something similar to that. So it's like Rael was thinking in the end it was me that killed my mother, not this military that she was so scared of, not the spree that everyone has been so scared of, but Rael herself. And that must have hurt her and to have to face that and have to fight her way through that and to have Scylla be the one to pull her out of that was really a moment and and had to make such an impact for every every character specifically with Scylla being the one to bring her out and for the fact that the reason that Scylla was able to bring her out because she is spree and because she has used similar workings like this, similar workings that has killed people on a bigger scale than this. And so for Rael to be so raw and so vulnerable in this moment, having to face her fears and, and the guilt that she's been faced with, and then having to see Scylla again in this light of the spree, knowing that she has gone to the same lengths and done this to so many people was also a great moment because, like I said, I really wanted Rael to open her eyes. If she was going to forgive Scylla at the end of everything, at the end of all that Scylla has done, I really wanted her to open her eyes and see Scylla for who she really was. And I think we did have a lot of those moments, which I thought was great. Out of all the delusions, though, although this one broke my heart and really helped push the ideas of Rayla along. The delusions of both Abigail and Tally both scared me on a whole different level and also made me very emotional. Like look at Abigail's delusion specifically. We've known for episodes, seasons, that Abigail has been under this incredible pressure to be the perfect bellwether to be number one to continue the line and we've gone over it time and time again about how this is such a trauma to her at this point and how she responds to it but in this delusion she is trying to be that number one bellwether by practicing gems weather work and we see it we physically see that she is able to do it and she's succeeding and her family's in the background saying as how proud they are of her and that she's able to do this and she'll be the future of their line, etc. And she loses control in the end and that makes her end up killing her entire family. And I wonder if she's replaying in her mind as well that time where she tried to create her own work and ended up almost dying and losing her vocal cords because of it and losing that control in a time where she really thought she was going to go on her own and be her own person and be that powerful bellwether, she failed. And again, now she is failing in this delusion, but instead of hurting just herself, she ends up hurting her entire line. And we talked about before as well how a lot of her trauma response comes from the ideas of losing people, specifically losing her loved ones after losing Charvel. And so for her to lose her entire line and her to be the, the cause of this must be so scary to her because now she is the real last of her line and she ends up losing the only family she really has. So the fact that her sisters are the one to drag her down and bring her back and remind her who she is and that she is a soldier and she is strong and still powerful is a great moment as well. All these so many great moments because her extended family is able to be there for her and although she is scared about the fact that she could have hurt them and what that means, the fact that she was able to control it and stop herself from hurting them really expresses how powerful she is and how close her family is and, and shows who really loves her and how much she means to them to be more than just her name and her power. So that just made me so emotional because I feel like Abigail really needs that. Like she really needs a group and a support system that can see her for who she really is and her sisters really do that well 
but the fact that she still struggles with that internally and we see that through these delusions still hurt me because although we saw her last episode get that revenge and become the bellwether that we've been waiting to see the entire season we still see that there are still cracks in this armor that abigail has created for herself and there's still a lot of healing to do there's still a lot of growth to do with everything that has happened finally tally's delusions was honestly the scariest for me but also the hottest i'm not gonna lie because I am Team Talder, I'm not gonna lie, it's warmed up on me, I think it's cute, I love it, even if it is a joke, like, I don't take it as seriously as some other ships that I do ship, but it is in the back of my mind when I watch their scenes together, and this moment where we see this closeness between Tally and Alder, even though Tally has gone through this entire season, you know, doubting Alder and not knowing if she can trust her and wanting that connection at the same time, this back and forth that she must feel must be driving her insane. So to see this delusion where she has that trust back in Alder and we see that connection that they have so raw and, and powerful is interesting to see. But the fact that her biggest fear is becoming a biddy was a little bit shocking to me. I mean, I understand because in that moment where Tally becomes unbiddified and we see her in the mirror, you know, seeing her skin again and, and her youth really showed that she didn't want to be a biddy completely, especially since before Tally became a biddy, that happened when she was in a place where she trusted Alder. She trusted all of her decisions. Alder could basically do no wrong. And this was something that she wanted to give herself to since before she came to Fort Salem. You know, her loyalty to Alder has been unanimous since before Fort Salem. But now she's questioning things. Now she doesn't fully trust Alder. So to be forced back into that bitty lifestyle must be something that is so scary to her. And I also think that before Tally became unbiddified, when she was asked if she wanted to switch places, before she found out that Abigail and Rael were still alive, I think one reason she really wanted to stay a biddy in that moment was because she was afraid of being alone, knowing that her sisters were gone. So this connection that she had with Alder kind of gave her that bond that she had lost with her sisters and so to lose that bond again if she were to become a biddy even by force is something that would probably really hurt her to the point where she wouldn't be able to fully accept that connection with Alder and honestly I don't even think that connection would work at this point seeing as how she has all that doubt and mistrust to Alder at the moment so it was really interesting to see and it it was really scary seeing all the biddies like grab her and strap her down to the table and being forced. It's crazy. And the fact that Raelle, another one of her sisters, you know, bringing her back out of it and keeping her grounded and alive in this was really powerful to me because like I said, she probably wanted to be a biddy because she was afraid of being alone and losing her sister. And it was her sister that brought her back out and their connection and let her remember that she has people there and looking at the position that they're in and, and the situation they're in and trying to get Nick to kind of reminded her probably too of these questions and concerns and doubt that she has in Alder and what that means but the fact that that connection is still there and that trust is still there at least a little bit from what we saw and maybe something deeper I hope we look into that a little bit more, especially as the truth comes out. We get to see, you know, how much does Tally really care about Alder and, and why does she care so much about Alder? Is it a physical attraction? Is it just an emotional attraction that they have? Is it just because of their bitty connection? Who knows? For a moment, though, I really wish that we got to see Scylla's fears from her own delusion as well I mean I knew it wouldn't work on her because she is free so she is able to recognize it but I wonder what that would be and I feel like we got to see a little bit of that when they were fighting in the house and the truths that were coming in 
that we later realized were maybe, you know, real truths, internal struggles that they were facing. So when Scylla hears herself being called, you know, just the spree from Rael, that's probably one of her biggest fears. You know, that someone that she loves, Rael, someone that she's fought to come back to, abandoned her ideas for, has decided to still turn her back on her because of who she was or who she is now, despite the love that she may have for her, that's probably one of her biggest fears. And for her to still have to face that physically with them fighting in the house must be such a moment for her and such a big moment for their relationship altogether. I like seeing Tally walk out of the house when everyone starts fighting because I really think that it showed how tired Tally was of keeping the girls together. We did mention, or I've mentioned before in past episodes, how I think of Tally as kind of the mama bear, someone who's always trying to keep the group together, always trying to keep everyone happy, you know, being that caregiver type person. And for her to just, you know, walk out of the situation, seeing Abigail, Rael, and Scylla fight and saying, you know, I'm tired of this or or let you guys fight it out once and for all kind of showed that a little bit more. I really liked that. Like seeing her acknowledge that she's always had to be the glue so far for the unit and, and being tired of that and having that be like a real internal feeling that she's feeling but just put out there by force made it, you know, so much truer. And having to see Abigail again face her fears of being just her name and and what that means. And Rael, I never knew that she was scared to be like a failed witch bomb. And seeing as how the Camarillo was able to take her and almost killed her with the witch plague that they have, maybe that is something that she has to fear. Especially if they end up going against the Camarilla again and now that they know what they know about what Ray can and cannot do, it really leaves her vulnerable. It really leaves her to be, you know, less than the asset that we thought she was going to be. And so she probably has a lot of doubt that comes with that about how strong she is and if she can really wield this power that the wall has given her and if it was really meant for her because she has questioned it multiple times to the wall to the to the mycelium altogether and being like why me and although they've answered her a little bit about the how strong she is and the fact that she doesn't ask for power and so they've given it to her that still can't you know excuse any insecurities that she may have in why they've chosen her and if she really can face the camera after everything that's happened to her i mean here she is now fighting off Nicta and being swayed by Nicta's powers, you know, not being able to do anything about it, yet being known as this big asset and power that Fort Salem is supposed to have, and yet this is the situation that she's in. And I thought it was really interesting that of all people to end up facing off to Nicta, it wasn't Rael. And maybe that's because Rael's real enemy that we're going to see her face off against is the Camarilla. But to see it be Tally that ends up fighting Nicta kind of opened my eyes to some things. You know, I feel like it really shows the parallels between Nicta and Tally. And we'll see that probably a little bit more next episode as Nicta talks about falling under Alder's spell and what that means and then losing her trust and how that ended up forcing her into the spree or or creating the spree, which is why, you guys, which is why I think that Tally is going to be ending up in a position where she ends up creating a parallel between the spree and Fort Salem and, you know, with the Dodgers or something. I don't know. And I think it's also because the way that Tally responded to Nicta, after seeing everything, after seeing the death that Nicta has caused and the the havoc that she knows Nicta has brought upon Fort Salem and the country as a whole as being the founder of the spree, 
at the end of the day, she still kind of tried to reach out to her, like tried to talk to her and show that she understood and showed that connection between the two of them to be able to bring Nikta in and have Nikta tell her story. But we also know that Tally is someone who wants the truth. And even if that means turning, I mean, not a blind eye, but separating the ideas of what Nikta has done in order to find that truth is something that's very Tally. Of course, they end up fighting in the end, but in that moment where Tally does try to talk to her, I kind of wondered if Tally sympathized with her or empathized, whatever the word is, for that moment because she understands what it means to to trust Alder, to love Alder in such a high regard and, and feel that betrayal because Tally felt that after what happened with the drop and that's when everything changed and she opened her eyes to a lot of things and now to find out what happened during Sawin, you know, keeps opening her eyes to a different version of Alder that she doesn't know and doesn't understand. And I wonder if Tally thinks that she can relate to Nikta in some way and probably wonders if this is the same route that she would follow if given the chance. Parallels, people. We are looking for parallels. And this is what I see. And I hope you guys are seeing it as well. But this fight that they had, though, it was great. I loved it. It was amazing, you know? It was like, Tally, one, Nikta, zero. We loved to see it. Honestly, I was surprised. I was like, wow, Tally is showing her strengths. She's showing that she can be the one to defeat the spree after Abigail and Rael, you know, kind of defeated the Camarilla on their own. Like, this is our team. This is our unit. This is what they do. But then I started going through that Motherland Fort Salem hashtag and everyone being like, there's no way they won that easily. It had to have been a body swap. That's not Tally. And I started questioning things and I started worrying. And then we found out it's true that Nikta did body swap her. And you could see it in, in, I guess, Nikta's body language when she's so scared because she can't use her work and she can't speak and she's going into this situation where honestly I thought Nikta slash Tally was going to be executed right on the spot. As soon as Alder laid eyes on her I was like R.I.P. we're about to lose our craven because the anger that must have been coursing through Alder's veins especially after finding that betrayal from Petra And then to see her long-lost enemy that has caused so much suffering to her, to her people, to the loved ones that she's lost. Oh no, I was looking for a public execution. So if Nikta slash Tally didn't actually attack Alder in that moment and been caught by Abigail, we may have actually lost one of our sisters. We may have lost Tally. Because there's no way that they would have listened to reason and thought or believed that Nikta was Tally. There's no way. But luckily, we were able to figure it out. And Alder and Nikta have finally officially come face to face. And you can see nothing but hatred on both of their eyes for each other. And I wonder if Alder feels this, this anger towards Nikta because of the relationship they lost because of what Nikta has done with the result of Alder's actions, or if it's because the, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I understand why Alder would be mad, but like, I don't at the same time. And it's honestly because no one has explained Alder's motives for why she's done anything. And like, we don't know. And it might all just be because of the setup for for next episode for what they're preparing us to learn next episode that I am just I'm at the edge of my seat waiting to see because I love Alder and any chance that we get to you know learn about her and her choices and her actions just has me ready and waiting so we've honestly just 
learned so much this episode. We've learned about our girls. We've learned about Nikta a little bit more. We've learned about what's in play for Fort Salem. And so it's crazy. It's crazy what we've learned in such short episodes and what is to come. And I'm honestly so excited to see what's going to happen in episode nine. But at the same time, so sad knowing that this is the last couple of episodes we have for the season and hoping that we get renewed for season three and what lies in store for us. What's the next chapter going to be for us? It's going to be interesting to see. So that's all I really have for you guys on this episode. My thoughts, my questions, my concerns. But we do have some honorable mentions that I would like to get into with you. Some things that I wanted to talk about that didn't really fit into this episode, but I still want to talk about it. So let's get into it. Mullet Fort Salem, Season 2, Episode 8, Honorable Mention. So, you know I have to talk about Scylla and Rael's relationship. I did go into it a little bit and my thoughts and concerns about this relationship. But they are together. It's it's official now. It's canon. Rael and Scylla are together. Rayla for the win. It's there. And what I really liked about it is, you know, the references to season one. Like, did you guys notice like the color changes, the blue when Rail was getting ready to leave and then she runs back and she she kisses Scylla and it just reminded me of that scene in season one with the Salva and them flying and how blue and gorgeous it was that night before they finally came together and that almost kiss that they had. So it kind of comes full circle. And so I thought that was, you know, really beautiful in a sense and and really gave us just a a good conclusion to the fact that they're together and maybe didn't push everything under the rug and that maybe they've healed a lot of the wounds that they've had and have learned to live with it and grow from it. So I'm excited to see how this relationship's going to go, if it's going to be better, if Scylla's really going to be there for Rael, because that's all I really want, is I want Scylla, if she's going to be with Rael, if she's going to love Rael, be there 100. No secrets, nothing left to hide, just her and her love for Rael and call it a day. So hopefully that's all we have left for them. I thought it was Interesting that Ray suggested Scylla go live with her dad, especially because this is such a big moment since Rael's dad is all she has left. And the fact that, you know, Scylla had that chance to be with her mother and learn about, you know, Rael through her mother and learn about the type of person that Rael's mother was, for her to get that chance with her father, you know, really just shows how much she trusts Scylla to protect and be there for her last living relative around her community so that she can find Scylla and she can come back to her and they can have that chance. So I'll give it to them. I'll give Ray, Elle, and Scylla a chance and see how it goes. And I'm not saying I forgive Scylla 100%, but that relationship is kind of cute. It has its moments. I'm not going to lie. I also want to talk a little bit about the fact that Adil is still going through a lot of regret about what had happened on the compound of the Camarilla and what that means going forward, especially because this battle is not over. The Camarilla is still out there, is still going strong, and so Adil's really going to have to pick his battles and, and really fight. And I was hoping that you know, last episode we we had gone over that hurdle and he'd finally understood Abigail and, and why they did what they did. But I guess you can't let go of 10,000 years of, of teachings and traditions and we should be able to see Adil be that vulnerable and, you know, see that growth that he does have if he ends up leaving his pacifist ideas and ends up fighting the Camarilla and the Spree. And what that'll mean for him, what that'll mean for his relationship between him and Kalita, if they'll separate them, if she'll forgive him for what he's done, and if not, Adil will be on his own. He'll be the last of the Tareem 
but on a different side away from his sister and does that mean he has full access to give his work to other people to give it to Alder to give it to Abigail who knows in this war that we have coming up it might be the best chance we have against these enemies for him to finally give the work over um, if he ends up being abandoned by his sister but but who knows this is going to be a challenge that Adil's going to have to face and I think it's going to be a decision he's going to have to make on his own. I don't think Abigail is going to be able to help him make that decision of how he wants to go forward if he wants to continue fighting the Camarilla in the way that he has or if he wants to go back to the ideas that he's you know lived by for so long. Finally, I do want to talk about next week's trailer because I've seen some things and I try not to watch the sneak peeks because I really want to, you know, experience the episode as a whole without having to see like important scenes that have gone down and, you know, not fully give my like real reaction and thoughts when I live tweet. So I, I don't know like what's going to happen. My only idea that's going to happen is that we're going to see a bit of Alder's past. And I only know this because I like literally went frame by frame to try to see what was happening in next week's episode. And it seems like Rael is going to have a chance to maybe tap into the mycelium and see what happened to Alder and like see the truth that we've been seeking when it comes to Nicta and what really went down and and why the people who surrendered ended up killing themselves, I think we're going to see that truth. And it looks like maybe the mycelium kind of comes in a form of Rael's mom, which honestly, I'm going to think that that's hysterical if that happens, especially because you know how last episode I was talking about how it would have been a great thing if instead of you know having Willa being this huge spree member that we had Scylla instead you know go to Nicta and then have the mycelium take on the form of Rael's mom to be able to siphon the witch plague if this happens if she ends up you know if the mycelium ends up representing themselves as Rael's mom to be able to show like rail the truth of alder i'm i'm gonna die laughing i'm gonna die laughing because it means it could have happened but it didn't but i guess it makes sense you know so that this moment could happen as well who knows who knows but it also makes me wonder like what's the connection between the mycelium and alder if the mycelium is going this hard for everyone to see the truth and to see like you know, who Alder really is. So for them to be going out of their way to show Rael this truth or or whatever, you know, it shows that the mycelium and Alder's bond may be, you know, something closer that we've never considered. And I just, I don't, I don't know why, but I flash back to that moment where, you know, Alder looks up at the wall and says, even through all these years, she's never been able to accept or or you know harness the powers or understand its magnitude so I wonder if they have like a past and what that means because how did the mycelium come to Fort Salem was it through Alder like did she bring it in or did she build Fort Salem around the mycelium because she found it because we know Alder is old but she is she as old as the mycelium has it grown with Alder we don't know so maybe we'll see that. And that'll be an interesting twist that I never thought about the mycelium and Alder and what that means. And if they thought Alder was worthy in the past and, and maybe she lost that, who knows? And also it looks like, we're going to get into it again, Petra. It looks like Petra might be using, you know, the secrets that Alder has told her in the last couple of episodes to try to, you know, usurp Alder and if that means bringing back the president because it looks like President Wade is back on the compound and she is upset. 
she is upset and there's no way she doesn't know now that she is being controlled by Alder because if the vice president didn't tell her, then Petra told her. And if the president wanted to make Petra the leader of Fort Salem before, she definitely wants to make Petra the leader of Fort Salem now, especially if she thinks that she could keep Petra in her pocket, which I think the president does, which also is probably one of the main reasons why she thinks that Petra should lead because then she'll have more control over Petra. I feel like... Alder isn't that type of leader that would let anyone take control of her more than what the Accords has already done to her. So she kind of, you know, does whatever she has to do in order to meet the goals and ideas that she has, where Petra would kind of continue to go with the flow in order to keep the position that she has. Who knows? And lastly, we're really going to have to see what happens to Nick next episode. It looks like they have her on a stake, which surprise. Like, why would you kill a witch that way if that's your history? You know, if that's the way that so many of the people before you have gone. Is that a little disrespectful or is it is it fitting? Is it going full circle of the fact that that's the way that Nicta goes after killing all the witches in her her, you know, course to defeat Alder for so long? We don't know. We don't know. So there's a lot in store for us. There's a lot in store for Alder, Nicta, the entire group. I'm not ready, but I'm excited. I can tell you that I'm very excited. And I love the theories that you guys are saying. I love, you know, what you guys think is going to come next. I can't wait to see it. I hope some of it comes true. But I will see you then, of course. You can always follow me at Show Talk Podcast on Twitter if you want to see my live tweets. If you want to see some of the shows that I'm tweeting about. You know, just the regular stuff I'm tweeting about. I'm pretty interesting. I think I'm a little funny. I don't know. If you want to, you know, talk to me in person, you can always send me an email at showtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can always check out my website, showtalk.blog, to see more about shows that I'm podcasting, about me a little bit, and, you know, why I created this podcast to begin with. Again, I just want to thank you guys if you've gotten this far into this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being patient with me in these episode releases. I know it's been a while. Things have been hectic. But every time you guys listen and share and talk about this episode or the show in general, I love it so much. But like always, keep talking. That's what I love. That's what I want us to do. I talk, you talk, we talk about shows. That's my motto. And that's what I hope you guys have a chance to do. Just keep on talking. And I will see you next time.